Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Andy Wood. I'm Jesse Case. I'm Matt Kershen. We are, uh, we, we did that slickly. I'm very pleased oh, yeah. with myself. We're, no, we're, we're, we nailed it. We're currently in our respective cities, but I am about to be on the road. I should say that right at the beginning. I'm about to be back on the road with Sarah Milliken. So we're all across the country. I think most of the shows are, or all the shows are sold out, but there might be some, you know, ways of getting in some, some returns, some exchanges, some, parachuting from the roof who knows who knows no, I know. i'll be out there scalping i'll be uh you know if you just just look for me i'll be out there yeah so find, find someone business. who looks like jesse sounds outside and <laughs> looks like jesse he'll ha- sounds he'll have the tickets yeah uh we we should introduce our guests coming all the way from france but actually from los angeles but originally from france or actually am i right originally from iraq originally from Anyway, here's the <laughs> very funny comedian and also filmmaker and creative of all sorts of things, Noman Hosni. How are you, Noman? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm glad to be here with you guys. Yeah, we're, we're glad. We're glad to have you. Um, all right, we got to get this geography right, though. What's what's going on? What's the story? So, born and raised in France, my mom is Iraqi, my father is Tunisian. Okay. And uh, I I spent like 12 years in Switzerland, and then probably one year in London. And now it's been three years in Los Angeles. All right. Oh, how are you liking it? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a weird. No, it's trip. like a well, it's like a Star well, Wars film filming <laughs> schedule or something. Uh, you know what I mean? Like Tunisia. And, uh, <laughs> wow. I yeah. wish I got the pay though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Star Wars movie. Have you ever yeah. been We're, to that the site of? Uh, is it accessible by tourists? The site of like the Tatooine sets from Star Wars. Uh, probably I never been, but uh, my family in Tunisia are really. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce that in English, but Bedouin, Bedouin, uh, like mm-hmm. nomads people, and uh, they now they settle down in a village, and we're really in the desert. Like it's really the desert, but most of it you find like. But since the um, Arab Springs, you don't find any any crazy stuff but when i was a kid you can find like statues of greek statues and like incredible stuff in the middle of the desert right what yeah I, jawas I'm sure. man jawas andy because <laughs> <laughs> of these you've seen how they yeah they you resell know? yeah they yeah. resell the stuff and there's stuff there's, there's all sorts of stuff out there yeah they probably resell it should, it should be very expensive but it was like just there in the middle of the desert and nobody cared Wow, I just I was just thinking of that that poem, the uh, Ozzy. I, I always forgot how to pronounce it. Ozymandias, right? Ozymand. Yeah. The like uh, statue that's like broken down in the middle of the desert, and it's uh, that the inscriptions like "Look upon my works, ye mighty in despair," and it's just like all right. All right. <laughs> so uh, in uh, Nashville, where I currently am, there's a, a scale. Um, Parthenon replica, like a one-one scale of the Greek Parthenon. Damn. Um, yeah, and they built it for like the you know World's Fair or something, like a hundred, hundred. Not years just ago. to confuse any Greek tourists who come through. No, just... no, not to confuse Greek tourists, but um, <clears throat> something that I just didn't realize. Wake up feeling like you've never left. Like how it happened. <laughs> so like during, <laughs> uh, you know, during the Greek sort of Renaissance or antiquity when they started finding all this stuff. 
uh, all the paint had worn off the statues. So they just thought Greeks were really into like white marble statues. Uh, oh. And then, and then, you know, during the Renaissance started doing that art again, just in white marble as like the throwback, you know, like uh, the David statue and stuff like that. But the statues yep. in ancient Greece were all painted. What? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I remember when I went to Athens and the museum was talking about that and it was just like a complete shock to me. Yeah. Cause I'd imagine you go around sort of Greece in. It was all very colorful. And everything, yeah, was, was, very everything colorful. was white, but no, it was like, yeah, it was properly. Yeah. It was all, it was all painted. Uh, so Crazy. they gave they gave that a go on the Nashville Parthenon, but it's almost like um, it's like an artist rendition of dinosaurs. Like nobody knows, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. how, how could painted. they know it was even painted? They, they figured that out through some sort of analysis, or they find some that are very well preserved. Um, they found a few, mm-hmm. but it was a mess when they painted it when they <laughs> painted it here because they were like completely off and and like it's like well they couldn't have used those colors or they didn't have those did it also i feel like it would have ended up like even though it's it might have been more accurate although it sounds like what they did wasn't but it because we're so used to sort of this idea of it being these pure white statues i'd imagine it ends up looking a bit like a dave and buster's no it's just like really jarring like it's downtown disney kind of deal like it just feels like yeah like a yeah, uh, oh, very, bad kind of Tuso, very bad Madame yeah. Tussauds, very bad Madame Tussauds kind of wax statue. Oh, that's always a joy. Like yeah. I, I, I don't do it often because it's a nice treat for myself every so often. But just like there, there are a few things more j- joyful than bad wax works and just uh, <laughs> collections online of just guess the. I'm a huge uh, fan of that. Huge fan of bad taxidermy. Huge fan yeah. of bad wax work. <laughs> um, that's um, uh, oh. F- friend of the show Rob Yescom was uh, who was on the show a while ago talking about VR and stuff and, and filmmaking but he's um, he was doing an online quiz for a bunch of friends during lockdown and and he was great he, he he makes a good quiz but he had one round that was a picture round it was uh, but it was identify the celebrity from their fan art oh okay that's not bad <laughs> which was <clears throat> Just a, a joyful round. Yeah, because you're looking, you're looking at this picture and going like, ah, I don't know, is it Daniel Radcliffe? It could be Madonna, <laughs> and, then, and then it turns out to be The Rock. Like it's just, yeah. Oh yeah, quick Google image search of bad fan art. That in and of itself is is returns. Oh, it's magnificent. I would imagine that you have to. I mean, I've I've never been. Uh, I mean, aside from for this podcast, <laughs> uh, you know, when we've gotten some some cool stuff. Uh, you know, I've never been famous enough for fan art, you know, but I would yep. imagine you have to, you have to be very nice about it. Uh, and it's gotta be jarring. You have to be <laughs> yeah. like, this is great. You know? Oh man. Uh, but it's never going to be good. Is it? Because it's done by the type of person that does fan art. Uh, so yeah, it's, <laughs> it's unlikely to be, there are some good ones. There are some genuinely great artists who are just fans of things and make stuff. Um, sure. But yeah, there is a, uh, Oh, this is. Hang on, I'm going to put this link in the show note in the show notes so you can see it, and also so our listeners can click on it. But someone has photoshopped bad fan art onto the real pictures of the celebrity. Oh, I'm finding the same thing. Yeah, mm. you can see what. <laughs> very good. <laughs> well, it makes That's you very good. I love when people do that. <laughs> it makes you wonder how accurate those all the paintings of Jesus are, or if it's like a similar. <laughs> bad fan you know where he's he'd be like i don't what what like this is ridiculous you know i look like a country <laughs> singer 
It's got <laughs> just the original fan art. Yeah, yeah we'll drop uh, these in the show notes. <laughs> Listeners, you should you should give it a click. It's pretty pretty great. That Daniel is in, that oh. is that is incredible. Uh-huh. Could you date that Angelina Jolie with that face? Let's see here. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, of course. I do too. To be honest, I'm like, okay, sure. why not? <laughs> yeah, it's like like Michael Jackson a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I think like uh, <laughs> with with um, there's sort of with with like eight. I mean, this obviously doesn't look like Angelina Jolie, but with with very early plastic surgery, it becomes genderless. Uh. Where like the Michael Jackson face versus like like you also uh, what I mean is people that got plastic surgery in the early days of it like in the uh, late oh, 80s yeah. early 90s all wind up having the same face right yeah, or even, just, you get, they, they don't have an upgrade like I got a friend who got like this false hairs like hair oh yeah and and back in the day it was not good it was like it, it looked you see it was like really like a grid it was a grid of hair yeah like, right. And he paid a lot of money for this, and there's no upgrade. There, you gotta redo it all, all of it. Redo it with the better, like, better yeah, technology could... now or whatever. Yeah, and but also even the then... hair look like that, like ass hairs. Like it's not really good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think, that, but sure. it's still like you've got the finite number of of functional follicles on your head, so like. You know, there's always so much shuffling around until there's nothing else to move around, right? You know about hair. You, you dropped the word follicle. I mean, did you get this? <laughs> well, I mean, that's all they're this? doing is just t- taking out follicles from places where it's still growing and putting it in places where it isn't, right? So it's, oh, I it's, thought it was it's, like it's, an astroturf thing. I thought it wasn't even hair. Like, I mean, early what? hair plugs. That's what I – I don't know. I've, I no, haven't looked into it. To early hair plugs look horrible. Now, they used to take strips of hair – and now they just implant each each follicle. But back in the day, just just take a strip of hair from back of your head because it's where the the hair stays. Okay. And they put it in the on your fucking which which would be skull. bad if someday you shave your head because you'll have that giant strip scar. No, I'm, I'm serious. But now that it's good, like I have two pretty close friends who've had it done the last couple of years, and it's like oh, it's pretty. Ah, and now it's just a money thing. If it were cheaper, I would totally do it. Like, it, especially if you can get like the Joel McHale, Elon Musk ones. Like, I'm assuming those are pretty expensive, but um, they definitely can do it pretty well these days. Elon Musk got it too. You haven't seen bald Elon Musk? No. Oh, oh yeah, he pretty, was pretty fascinating. Yeah, he, he was pretty going bald. bald young. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. But the best yeah, ones. He's got a very I mean, different head to the ones that to the one that he did. His head is significantly better than it was. Well, I gotta check ago. it now. But I'm the the best Joel McHale has the gold standard though. That is uh, doesn't get better than that. I think. Oh wow! It's oh. not a subtle thing though, because everyone knows. Like Elon, Musk if I got it, whole... I wouldn't. If I got it, I wouldn't even be ashamed to talk. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Who, who cares? Right. I've got hair now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even care. Like, right. Yeah. But but Elon Musk, like you, you have to. He just has to hope people eventually forget. Or same with Joel McHale. Like if you've got a little you, bit why? of why? Why do you have to care? <laughs> you don't have to care. I, I mean, if I you're mean, gonna I have s- kids, if you're gonna have kids, like if you're getting married for your features, and like, let's say you date a girl because you love how she looks, and then your kids gotta 
weird face and then tell oh, this is my nose back in the days uh, right, right. well has, hasn't there been a fraud case like that let me look this there up was, i think it was in china i think it was uh i think it was like a chinese it, it, it it's a story that no one comes out of with a huge amount of dignity uh dignity or <laughs> yeah it's like it was, the, yeah, it was a, a guy it was like a chinese a, billionaire or like a chinese millionaire or something a guy like sued a, his wife because he had ugly kids and he he's uh, just, you're not thinking of there's a meme that was just like a photoshopped picture of like a woman who had work done and then all the kids have like no no you're not thinking real, of a meme uh, yes. you're like it's a real no, no, I'm no gonna, this, is a tr- this is a truth yeah this was it I'm linking it I'm, I'm linking it right now the guy won he won the case he uh, no, the kids gotta be very ugly <laughs> like and how are they gonna grow up oh my god okay he sues his wife for being ugly wins $120,000 and we checked that this is a website that is not... Uh, oh, wait. This story okay. has since been identified as a hoax. Okay. okay. No. There we go. Why is it still okay. on a news site? There we go. It's on a news site. And then it's just real quick editor's note. This story was sourced to MSN, who has since deleted their story. According to Snopes, the story has been identified as a hoax. Yeah. Well, okay. There we go. There we go. But yeah, I, so it went around the world. The thing that Snopes links to doesn't... Oh, the... Okay, it was just a broken link, but it was a. I found the real link on Snopes, and now, and it's. I don't understand why. Like, I just linked to a news site though. That's like, here's the story, but their editor's note is this isn't a real story. Instead of them deleting yeah, it. Yeah, but as... but also we're just going to leave the story up in full, so right, that we quite right. easily skip over it and just. Right. Yeah, that's kind of shady. I and mean, I mean, you clicked I'm... through to just the root site, and it is a legit news site. This KDVR. Let's see if it actually. No, this is just. A, I just googled. Yeah, because legit, because this is a legit news, news site. It's a local news thing site. at the top saying like they wouldn't put. Oh, they wouldn't of course. Have yeah. the honesty to then say like, oh, but this has been debunked. No, this is just Denver, like Denver's news. You know. Yeah. Well, in sort of a less, even less cheery, but true story, and all, only two weeks ago, and kind of sciency. Did you guys hear about this couple who sued because of uh, an IVF clinic um, lying about which embryo they implanted? that it did no. actually have this stomach cancer gene that plagued the father and he just wanted to make sure that he didn't put a child through this Ooh. basically you're guaranteed with this one mutation to have this awful stomach cancer that he developed at 32 and then um they i guess the clinic knew that the embryo had it but me- or maybe they messed up i guess i could also read the article um they're suing them because they covered up they covered up their error in implanting the embryo that had this cancer gene um mm. So, I mean, definitely less funny uh, and a lot of moral implications there. I mean, we've like, all had whoopsie daisies at work. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's... over the other day getting on stage. So, you know, it's the same, same. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's the, it's the covering it up that's the issue. Because it, it says here, then they falsified patient records to cover up the error, which, yeah, yeah all that is super, super fucked up. Um, Hmm. But, you know, it's a little, it's just, it, it's not quite in that re- same realm of like, well, then if you're the kid, are you like, oh, wait, they wish I hadn't been born? Like, no, they just don't want me to have to go through cancer. Like, it's not, that, I'm sure. not a mistake. It's just, uh, hmm. yeah. Hoping for the best for everybody. Yeah. So it's the mother carried um, the BRCA1, BRCA. which is yep. their breast, the genetic mutation that makes you prone to breast ovarian cancer. Um, but the husband had this rare mutation that predisposed him to stomach cancer. And um, do they name that mutation? I'm not sure. I don't think so. But uh, they messed up and then covered it up. So don't go to that clinic. Yeah. Wherever that was. 
Now, speaking of uh, going to clinics and things like that, I don't know why that's a segue. I don't think it is a segue. Uh, no, man, we always like to ask our guests sort of the same series of questions, right? And right. Uh, that is, how did you get involved in science? Hmm? As or a not. scientist. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it could be, it could be anything no. like a, a class you enjoyed as a, as a kid or, or, um, you know, some weird art form you're into that's scientific or or anything or blowing stuff up in the woods with your friends there you or, go uh, like, as what an is iraqi we we study chemistry pretty young no i'm kidding twisted yeah i guess uh when i was in paris uh my my father lived uh close by a place called la cité des sciences which is a science city i don't know it's a place no, this Paris. is you were sent there from the caliphate, right? What? Or is it nothing? I was trying to make the same joke, like the same Iraqi joke. Like <laughs> when I when I was in Paris, this was a mission, of course. When I was in Paris, uh, no, no, it was uh, like a big, giant bowl. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I, I I might find something. And I was living just close by, and it was free. Uh, and that was my area for playing. It was my playground, honestly. That was really my playground. Okay. And uh, I was going every day there. And so I'm gonna give you this is this is the place. This beautiful place. And as a kid, it was great. Um, so this is where I used to live, close by this place. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm clicking and, through on that. Uh, awesome. La CSI or or CSI is what they so it's the the biggest science museum in Europe. Yeah, and you say it's free. Most most of it is free. Like you got place where you got to pay, but you got a giant library where you have access to movies and and stuff like this. That's totally very free. cool. Yeah, very cool. So if you visit Paris, I I give you this recommendation: go there. Go to the city of science and industry, not to be confused with the city of industry uh, on the outskirts of Los Angeles. Right. <laughs> much, much less fun. Right. Yeah. Look at that. Two snow, uh, two snack bars. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Jesse's on board now. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, Jeez. is the submarine like a decommissioned actual? What is the sub? The Argonaut. Uh, Argonaut is a big submarine, military submarine, and you can visit it. It's it's this one you gotta pay, but it's ve it's very cheap. Oh, you can go inside. Cool. Yeah, you can go inside and visit everything where yeah, that's the awesome. the guy were used to sleep and everything. I would definitely be down for that. Yeah, I love a good science museum. And are there uh, parts of it that are like I'm sure there are hands on type areas. Where kids can actually like yeah yeah there's a whole place for the kids yeah. like whole place for the kids they explain to you how a volcano works the ants you got a big ant um, city I don't know you can see like I don't know it's big um, cool yeah stuff like that and you of course you can after you got a shop where you can buy fake volcanoes and right astronaut ice cream I'm sure. Yeah, you got this kind of thing. But it's like visiting the NASA museum here in the United States, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know. I've never been. Yeah, is that... Mm. I've been to the Smithsonian Air and Space. I forgot if there actually is a NASA museum. It's just a big, empty but... building. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum is great in D.C. Yeah. And then if in L.A., you can go to the California Science Center, and there's the... They've got the space shuttle. Oh, yeah. After that... Oh, right. This one. 
they did that victory lap. That was fun. That was Get, fun. Getting on the roof of uh, the building at work and watching the that was space very cool. shuttle. I, where, just... I feel like I was in LA when that was happening, but I somehow yeah. missed it. Maybe I wasn't around when it was going no, on. No, you were there. You were there because I, I was, we were doing, uh, I think you guys were still, it was still with Brooks, but like you were definitely living in LA. It was like 2012, I want to say. Yeah. So what happened? Why didn't I go and see this shuttle when it was being driven through? They've got like um, a, uh, yeah, it was like uh, on a massive 757 or something. and Yeah, and then they've got a film of uh, at the museum showing how they did it like over the course of whatever it was, five days of... Because they had to... They planned a route, but they had to like remove a bunch of like uh, lampposts and everything along the route and then put them back again. and uh, But yeah, they just drove this space shuttle on on a massive truck through the streets of... From the airport to the museum. I still can't believe a plane can actually carry a space shuttle. Any plane. I mean, I, not any plane can. I can't believe there exists a plane that can carry a space shuttle on its back. And yeah. I wonder if the yeah. shuttle itself provided any of, of the lift to make that possible. I guess it You. I guess it would have to affect the lift, right? Because it is... Yeah. yeah. But, but then, then also, again, those... I, don't, I don't think the, the shuttle has a huge amount of natural lift to it, though, does no, it? No, no, I think it's just more to, like slow it's more just to slow its descent and guide its descent i think like i don't think there's any world where it could ever get airborne from (laughs) right and like it like if it sort of misses the you know like a regular plane if if the landing isn't perfect you can kind of abort and go back up again but i think the shuttle maybe i'm wrong but i don't i don't think it can sort of significantly regain height once it's on its way down this is a good thing to pose to I was going to say to our listeners, if we have anybody, who, but actually, maybe ChatGPT could give us a made-up answer to this. <laughs> Let's see if it does. This is a non-recurring segment that it might as well be for how often it comes up. No, no man, have you uh, used ChatGPT at all yourself? I used it once or twice, and I forgot. I, I think you get a login to go in there, and I forgot my logins, and I'm like, oh, fuck it. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just let it use my Google. Uh, yeah, I used another chat bot to fake a login to get into <laughs> this one. I, I guess you could do that, right? You could make two chat bots, like the way people cheat at chess. You could make two chat bots have a conversation with each other. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I got to get that going on. I got to get my laptop and then... Well, why? It's not like they would know. You could do it with two different tabs. I'm an idiot. Like, <laughs> I'd have to use separate. I was thinking, like, what I'll do? I'll secretly have my laptop, right? And then I'll be talking to ChatGBT on a desktop computer. And then I'm like, Wait, that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, like, That's why would I? <laughs> I'll sneak off into my room. There'll be a hidden computer. Hmm. Yeah, it says uh, yeah. the shuttle cannot generate enough lift to fly on its own. It was designed to operate in the vacuum of space. It relies on the Earth's atmosphere for lift during its descent and landing. During re-entry, the space shuttle's heat shield protects it from the high temperatures generated by friction with the Earth's atmosphere. As it ascends through the atmosphere, the shuttle uses its body and wings to generate lift, which oh. helps to slow it down and control its descent. However, the amount of lift generated by the shuttle is not enough to keep it aloft like a conventional airplane. Once I guess that checks certain- out, given that it's launched on massive rockets. Well, but you know, also it would be stupid <laughs> for it would be a waste to try to get it in, in orbit by just a conventional um, a horizontal airplane flight and just climbing higher and higher. You're never going to get the velocity needed to 
So, so what we're saying is, anyway. speak, no, speak apparently for the more you high, the higher you are, the, the faster you you go. Like satellites go, like super fast. Well, I, they I don't know. go fast because they are high. You could also just drop something from a great height and it'll just fall. Like it's not the fact that you. Well, they, they have to go. Space, they have to go that no fast to basically get no atmosphere to slow you down. But that doesn't having no friction doesn't automatically make you accelerate though. You still have to create your own. You have to you have to give yourself velocity. You have to accelerate yourself somehow, and you're just never going to get to the necessary velocity with. Uh, well, I guess either way, the back of the space shuttle does have rockets to navigate in space. But yeah, I'm sure there's no way you're going to get a rocket-based plane that's suddenly going to get to. Like the the point when you suddenly can't get lift anymore because there's no air, you better pretty soon be going the requisite, you know, what I don't know, ten twenty thousand miles an hour to get yourself into low Earth orbit. Which I don't. Anyway, so then I asked I asked ChatGPT. So what if the space shuttle misses the runway on its landing? Can it circle around again? And it says no. It's not able to circle around. Uh, it's carefully planned and executed. The landing must be made in the first attempt. Um, there's no ability to go around. If it were to miss the runway, it would be a critical situation as it would have limited options for correcting its trajectory and could potentially crash. So they probably have to like make sure there's no other scheduled flights around that time. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just clear the runway like, like guys. <laughs> I was, hey, science question. I also was wondering how could they have fire in space since they got no oxygen? You can't. It'd only be inside of a space, like an enclosed oh, space with no, oxygen. So, so the the answer to that question is one of the tanks in the rocket is is liquid oxygen. It's literally you have a you have a tank of liquid oxygen and a tank of liquid hydrogen. Oh, okay. so it provides it provides it is the answer. When when you guys were kids, did you think that's how the balls worked? Like the balls? they. Yeah, like, like one ball, like there's one, like one, one, one ball, ball had one like just sperm cells, like a powder, and then the, and the other, other ball like mixes had, with it, so like a yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what you thought? Yeah, like Kool Aid. <laughs> uh huh. Like... Yep, I thought it was like a. I thought uh, this is how it's got to be how it works, and it makes sense. It is. It should be how it works. Okay, did you jerked off before having sperm before your puberty? Uh no no I I think I waited way too long. Um, probably, you know, and I don't know why, uh, you know, in hindsight, because as soon as you do, you're immediately like, well, I'm going to do this the rest you know, of my life. 10 I times, up 10 times figures, a day. And, over. I'm over my toys. I'm over everything. Yeah, you're immediately over it. <laughs> yeah. You're immediately, you go and you, you sell all your Lego for lube. <laughs> you go outside and you're a new person. Uh, Yeah. But Just no, suddenly I suddenly smoking a cigar at breakfast, mother, father. <laughs> You're right. I've changed. Yeah, that's how that's how they know. That's how your parents know. Um, but I, yeah, I uh, no, I mean, I had several friends who had before, you know, before anything, uh, before any production. But I, uh, I don't think. I mean, I probably did it like in my sleep or something. Um, I, I don't dreams. know. Yeah, but a dry dream. Wait, yeah, you think you yeah, think you had a you think you had a, an orgasm in your sleep before you could produce? Like what? what you're just not, guessing that? Like I, I don't I'm just know. guessing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm just guessing based on like I don't know hormones and whatever. Like it's the only time it would have happened because I wasn't intentionally trying to make it happen. Yeah. So, but there's no reason that that couldn't happen. Like if you you can achieve orgasm without ejaculate. 
Right. Right. I feel like there was a reason. I want to get back to. I'm guessing there was a reason that no one asked the question. Is there or not? The reason is if you don't have sperm, what? Because I got friends who jerked off with, and they told me that they just got some nothing, a, some li- liquid stuff. But what is it? But what is it? Wait, I'm I I'm so sorry. It cut out halfway through that. You said you have friends that jerked off, and then it and then I just heard liquid stuff. Yeah, but it's not sperm. It's I don't know what it is. So, oh, you're talking like early, like yeah, early, early on. before even they got sperm before the puberty. They they jerked off, and what was this liquid? Oh, liquid still comes out. I don't know. Uh, maybe nothing comes out. Like like something. Okay. I th- I assumed nothing came out. If that I'm were gonna the case. like, could you ask? <laughs> yeah, let's follow up on this. GPT. Yeah, in, well, yeah. How do I don't know how to Google this without all of us getting arrested. <laughs> Like, if you're a kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> By the way, I'm yeah. amazed at how many adults don't understand the plumbing down there and what comes from where. Like, I think I'll, I think most people think that all 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 of the all of the volume of your ejaculate comes from the testes, and it's like, no, that's not. Do you guys think that's a, probably a common misconception? Totally I, not. I mean, who would think that? What are you talking about? It doesn't come from the. Bu- what, what do you mean? Only the Where's sperm come, come. Only the sperm comes from the testes. Everything Where's else. Where's the piss com- come from then? The piss. <laughs> okay, then I got one more. If uh, Lance Armstrong got just one bowl, yep. Do you think he got half the liquid, or do you think the no? Other it's bowl unrelated works to harder? the liquid. It's not the. Li- that's not where liquid. The liquid does not <laughs> the come sperm. from there. No, he just comes. The the, Andy, he just comes the powder. Okay. Lance Armstrong. <laughs> that that bowl produced like twice as much as powder. Or? No, it's just like it's just the powder part because it doesn't mix the other ball. The ball he got removed was the liquid ball. Okay. Okay. So now it's only powder. My mix. That's sense. what he does. Yeah, he does a dusting sort of thing. Sh- and that's uh, be painful. Yep. Cheryl Crow wouldn't put up with it. She was out of there. So. <laughs> Uh, what's okay, Andy? Back up. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm going to go back to Chat, chat GPT for this. So uh, the seminal vesicles, prostate gland, and bulbourethral glands are the three main glands that contribute to semen production. The seminal vesicles produce a fluid that contains fructose, which provides energy for the sperm. The mm-hmm. prostate gland produces a milky fluid that helps to activate the sperm and neutralize the acidity of the female reproductive tract. The bulbourethral glands produce a clear lubricating fluid that helps to neutralize any remaining acidity in the urethra before ejaculation. These fluids okay. mix together during ejaculation to form semen, uh, which is then released from the penis. So none of those are in the testicles. The testicles just add sperm to all of that. It's just a tank. Just, oh, oh no, I thought it was just where it was like carried. Like it's just a tank where... No, 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 no. It's where the sperm come from, like the actual little swimmer guys, not the liquid in which they swim. Well, okay. So what are they in before they mix? In Is your just, balls. I know they're in the balls, but I'm saying they don't swim around in there. They're just in there they, dry. They must be in like a little bit of liquid, like a small amount of liquid. I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> They're just hanging out, just dry. Like, well, I, now so you've I reached the limit of what I know, so now it's I feel pa- dumb. So it is a, pa- it is like Kool Aid. It's just not, but, but with two of the balls. It has to be like slime, slimy. I, I don't know that it has to be that, does it? Okay, okay. Listen, now let's is go. Is that ChatGPT? ChatGPT says the test, <laughs> the testes, the testes com- contain seminiferous. Sorry, I didn't hear you said Matt. What did you say? I was just gonna say. So I now think more like sort of those epoxy glues. 
where you mix the two tubes together. And <laughs> yeah, Gorilla like, Glue. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like that. One of the tubes yeah. is just little things that swim and not a liquid. Okay, mm-hmm. so t- testes contain seminiferous tubules, which are coiled tubes where sperm cells are produced through a process called spermatogenesis, which involves the division and differentiation of germ cells, which eventually develop into mature sperm cells. The process of sperm production is regulated by hormones such as testosterone and follicle-stimulating hormone, which are produced by the pituitary gland and the testes. Uh, Once sperm cells are produced, they're stored in the epididymis, a long-coiled tube located at the back of each testicle where they mature and become motile as Mm -hmm. in moving. Um, during ejaculation, the mature sperm cells are propelled out of the epididymis and through the vas deferens, eventually mixing with other fluids to form semen, which is then released. So, yeah, I think uh, we all learned something here, but I, I bet a lot of people, I bet you pull man on the street and p- the average person thinks that like the liquid comes from the testes. Um, is my guess. Maybe I'm ashamed not. about how little I know about my own testes. Yeah. I'm trying not to be too. We also got a, a listener who wrote in on Patreon and asked us to uh, talk about penises less. But even he was afraid to use the word penis. I forgot what euphemism he used. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think we've. I don't even. Th- I think nothing we've said is is even penis related. That's true. We're just yeah. talking cum, baby. <laughs> and I think that you know if you're gonna write, if you're gonna email us. I mean, it's the source of all life. Literally, gotta, all of us, yeah. all of us so, started as that. Yeah. So. If you want to go back, to, if you want to rewind the episode to the pre-cum state, <laughs> <laughs> like we're not gonna. All right, we're not gonna dirty it up on the pod. We're talking about life. We're talking about babies. We are. I mean, like we probably just educated a bunch of people on the specifics of the reason that they're alive. So mm-hmm. that's not nothing. I'm not ashamed of that. Educating ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, that's. Um, my fault and so, I'm sorry about that so also just just like um just to clarify one thing I don't know you need to re-ask this to chat GPT but um <laughs> GPT PT uh but um the prostate is that in the left or the right ball <laughs> yes hmm. indeed well the I think it's the left ball because the right ball is the amateur state and oh, okay. oh yeah the prostate is because they say you can massage it uh and then that mixes that starts the liquids mixing i never right. had a good experience with this massage prostate thing <laughs> i tried well, you wanted and... you wanted to maintain your amateur status for the olympics so you right. <laughs> right. yeah i tried and never i never had pleasure doing this yeah yeah i i uh i've tried as well and it was <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because uh, the <laughs> the leap. Penises. No, no, no. The leap. I mean, you know, you were asking. You were asking earlier, like, like the first time you, uh, the first time you masturbate or whatever. The leap from that until like uh, <laughs> trying prostate to massage, massage. your prostate <laughs> is like way too early. It's like way too quick of a leap, you know. Oh man, where you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna try that. You know, what else can I try? Uh, ridiculous, but yeah, yeah, no, it never. Um, but I think that was probably also just an informational thing, you know. Right. Just right. not not trying correctly, not doing it correctly at all, because um, you're just trying to figure it out. And that I mean, maybe I'm totally. Maybe you tried last week. I don't know. I tried <laughs> it like two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, I didn't try it myself. 
but I was okay. okay. So I was surprised and I said, okay, I'll let it go. Let pretend it's not your first time and just breathe. <laughs> and she was like, you're a bit tense. And I'm like, it's my first time. <laughs> and uh, I had no nothing going on. I'm like, just, I felt like uh, I was pooping. That's it. Oh, well, that's, mm. I mean, well, that, that depends on, you know, to some sure. point. Sounds like you had, sounds like you had some anxiety about this. Yeah. yeah it sounds like you were a bit anxious. I well, have, you- my mom used to, to, the, to take my temperature in my, in my, in my ass. And that was never a good moment. <laughs> yeah, I always wondered about that. Like, I, is it better? Is it a more accurate reading than your mouth? Because I, I, I that, that was never done to me. But I heard she's stories gonna about use her. And... She's going to use a thermometer, right. <laughs> not her mouth. Uh, God okay. sakes. <laughs> um. Well, anyhow, this this anxiety. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it, what's going it, on with it? It turns out that uh, did you know? Did you guys know that there is a. A blood test for anxiety that has been developed. What? Yes, this is. Per- yeah, if if the needle makes you faint, you have it. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is uh, by way of Justin Broad. Thank you. You can always email. Uh, I crushed it on that joke. You did. Thanks. You can always email stories to probablyscience at gmail Justin Broad sent this story in uh, neurosciencenews.com. Researchers from Indiana University School of Medicine have successfully developed a blood test for anxiety. The test examines biomarkers that can help them objectively determine someone's risk for developing anxiety, the severity of their current anxiety, and which therapies would likely treat their anxiety the best. This is crazy. Hmm. It's very Uh, interesting because anxiety is not fear. Anxiety is something very specific. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could you test for fear? I don't know. So yeah, now that this test has been validated by researchers, it's currently being developed for wider use by physicians. Um, by MindX Sciences. I haven't heard of that. It sounds nefarious. Uh, Many people are suffering from anxiety, which can be very disabling and interfere with daily life, said Professor of Psychiatry Alexander Nicolesco. The current approach is to talk to people about how they feel to see if they could be on medications, but some medications can be addictive and create more problems. We wanted to see if our approach to identify blood biomarkers could help us match people to existing medications that will work better and could be a non-addictive choice. Um... Nicolescu's past research has led to the development of blood tests for pain, depression and bipolar, and post-traumatic stress disorder. So the latest work published in Molecular Psychiatry uses similar methods for anxiety. The study included three independent cohorts, discovery, validation, and testing. Participants would complete a blood test every three to six months or whenever a new psychiatric hospitalization occurred. By examining the RNA biomarkers in the blood, researchers could identify a patient's current state of anxiety and match them with medications and nutraceuticals. I don't know what a nutraceutical is. Um, showing how effective different options could be for them based on their biology. So in addition to medications, there are other methods to treat anxiety, such as cognitive behavioral therapy or lifestyle changes. Uh, but having something objective like this, where we can know what someone's current state is, as well as their future risk and what treatment options match their profile, is very helpful in, uh, it's very powerful in helping people. Uh, so, a nutraceutical is a food with health benefits. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, it's not as crazy as I thought. But I'm I'm looking at that article, and apparently they give you like ketamine, lithium. What? Yeah. Okay. Depending on, I guess yeah, lithium would be lithium is for bipolar. What is that? For? Yeah, yeah I think lithium is generally for bipolar or schizophrenia. Yeah. I just right. didn't know that your that these biomarkers could could change 
you know, circumstantially or situationally, whatever you want to. Yeah, Matt call. and I have woken up at a few apartments where we've gone through the old medicine cabinet in our day, and uh, pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lithium is. Um, yeah, lithium's. I think by bipolar two or something. It's the could be should be right about that. What is the uh, actual compound? It's not. It's not elemental lithium because that's the stuff that reacts with water and will explode, right? Certain lithium compounds, I lithium salts, I use as psychiatric yeah. medication. Yeah, yeah. You can't just put like raw lithium in someone's mouth and it will burn their <laughs> yeah. head off. But um, they're classed as mood stabilizers. They're used for primarily for bipolar and major depressive disorder. Okay. Yeah. So this is crazy, right? I was googling lithium and I was going to uh, bipolar disorder, right? But it mm-hmm. it it filled in automatically with uh, lithium BPM. So the song by Nirvana came up, right? Uh, and it has a BPM of 123, which is far faster than I would have thought. Anyway, that's all that's I got. That's the I'm so happy today I found mm-hmm, my friends. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, what I guess cause most people interpreted it at halftime. So around, around uh, yeah, 63 BPM. But that's interesting. Okay, so... Okay, I can see it as halftime, or is it, dun, dun, or it's, um, um, so, right, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of blood tests, I just got, I haven't had a blood work done in a while, and I just got, like, a complete blood count, and um, and they also did, like, the liver thing, and I was like, oh, let's see if the last three years of COVID drinking, uh, if I got to pay the piper. Uh, have you guys had your liver numbers done? No. I have, yeah, all. yeah. I was su- I was surprised. Yeah, I was uh, twenty nine, which I think is it's in the healthy range. Twenty nine for you're which? a heavy drinker. Well, I mean, just I feel like it definitely uh, it, it it increased throughout the COVID times and the last Wait, couple the last couple months I've dialed is, it back a bit. When it but, says twenty nine, is that like your drinking age? Yeah, How does it yeah. Work? Like which which number is a twenty nine? It's uh, the AL, <laughs> ALT count. It's a, okay. it's a number that's uh, I think it's supposed to be under forty. So it is under 40. So, okay. I guess I dodged that bullet. But uh, I was definitely uh, just because I've never had it checked in my life. I was like, this is a complete unknown. I don't know. Because, you know, like, I, I know you don't drink, Jesse, but like, we've talked about the, the doctor's assessment of, you know, if you told a doctor a reason, what you consider a reasonable number of drinks, that's like instant, like, uh, bring out the gurney kind you know anything more than right. like two in, in a night and they're like so i just wonder how much of that you know everybody who drinks socially do they all lie to their doctors or are doctors like well no i i know these numbers are a little like uh unreasonable right. i'm not for- i'm not sure i mean you have to you have to also look at like i mean are they being lobbied as hard by like big alcohol as they were by big tobacco if they were, the number would be higher. That's, that, not... that's what I'm thinking, oh, right? Oh, okay. Like, like, yeah. um, you know, there would be like, I, I don't know, like a few, a few shots of Jaeger every night. It's good for you if you're a hardworking mother, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, or if your number's below a certain level, you're a pussy. Like those posters up in a yeah. right. It Who doesn't like... want a smaller baby? It's easy to go through right. the birthing process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd yeah. be like those 1950s smoking. You know, for yeah. for the girl on the go, uh, have some. You know, Schlitz. Sure. <laughs> Schlitz is the best. best um, yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I, I'm used to very uh, high ALT numbers in my uh, family and, and uh, self. So I think I think you're good there, you know. Seems okay. Yeah, I was reading up about it. That's like the it's it's a thing your liver will be putting out into your bloodstream if it's if it's in trouble, if it's overworked or fatty. I think is what happens there. But right. would you consider like a heavy amount of booze? Like I I, I quit booze four days ago only, and oh, wow. I was yeah I was drinking. Wait, so this day. is after the prostate. So what was yeah, that like way. a rock bottom? Yeah, Correlated, gotta... not causally. No, 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 no the, I, I, to be honest, the she reason she found I the stopped... off switch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm not drinking anymore. No, I, no, no. To be honest, the only reason I, I I stopped drinking is because I'm doing an ayahuasca stuff this weekend, and oh, they told me okay. you should not drink. So I'm like, okay, um, and I miss it a lot. But uh, I feel better. Yeah, I, there I feel is way that. better. <laughs> Right. I should have stopped before. It really, it pays off pretty quickly in terms of like quality of sleep and feeling good in the morning. Yeah, I could not, I couldn't sleep without booze. Oh, yours got worse. Right. Well, that's, that's also a bad sleep. I mean, it's it very rarely like hitting the right amount of REM and all that. Right, right. Um, yeah. I mean, well, that's cool. so you're going to keep it up, do you think? After, I guess time will tell what the ayahuasca... Yeah, hopefully I'm going to keep it up because I feel way better. But also, I love... And we're doing comedy, so it's we got access to, to, to beers and drinks so easily and bad food and all of this. So I yeah. don't know if I'm going to keep it up. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try uh, to do a dry April and see what that does. Um, but maybe that'll mean like... You know, soda and bitters or something when you go because yeah, it's still like you still want to go places where your friends are. And yeah, I have found NA beers. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they are much better than they were even two years ago. There is it's some like really hair good plugs. Ones. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Like this, like yeah, the original, the one from like five, ten years ago. Like no one's, no one's thinking like this is the real thing. This is right. <laughs> someone. This is fake. You've you've tinkered with this, but now yeah, there there's a couple of really good ones. Yeah, I do that with my fake heroin. There's the fake heroin now. Look, it looks just like the real stuff. Yeah, because you, you, know? you feel left out if you're just sitting no, there. No, I feel left out. Is... I want to hang with my guys. And Yeah, everyone else is cooking up and you're just sat there like an idiot. Just like, I know. Oh, what I, I know. I'm sitting there with my empty spoon like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, what's well, the euphemism? Like we're chasing the dragon, but it's been declawed or something? Or what's the... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know that, uh, yeah, what you do is you, uh, yeah, you put it in a spoon and then you're supposed to use a syringe to suck it up. But a lot of people just use a cotton ball and then put the cotton ball or, or um, they put the cotton ball then in the back of the syringe and then uh, do it that way. But it's very dangerous because a strand of cotton can go through the needle. But why and, would they uh, Wait, what is the cotton for? I've seen all these scenes in movies. I never understood the whole like process of this also is it bad that we're describing this is this uh no no so? i was trying i was trying to do a very thin segue <laughs> oh 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 that's all oh, i was trying to do i see okay um, also i'm pr- i'm pretty sure if anyone needs to listen to our podcast to find out <laughs> <it's>, yeah <laughs> they've got point. bigger problems yeah. like anyone yeah. Yeah. anyone this is what chat gpt just, is for guys this is exactly yeah. why they invented <laughs> Anyone who was teetering on the edge about like, ah, should I, should I go to needles or should I stay smoking it? <laughs> like, <should> I... <laughs> you know what this, 
this comedy science podcast has really pushed me over. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What so. was I, I missed? What the segue was too, though. Oh, uh, the segue is. Um, I already. I think it had something to do with like using a uh, using a syringe to suck up something. So. There's a new idea for sucking up CO2 from air show uh, from air shows promise. I also read that as air shows. I'm like air shows. Yeah, are be the I realized as I'm yeah. reading this, this article sucks. I thought there was a new idea for sucking <laughs> up CO2 from air shows. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is a cool story. <laughs> the Blue Angels yeah, that, saved yeah, that, us. Is that a really big? Is yeah, that a yeah. really big problem? Well, oh, they got the well, you got the CO2 and air shows. A no, replica like, Red Baron up there sucking up CO2. Look yeah, at I this. read it as like if we just hire the Blue Angels, we can get this solved <laughs> next week. Yeah. There there are, there are two different CO2 stories. One sent in by Meg and one sent in by Justin. Uh, one BBC, one, uh, one New York Times. Uh, well, this it does show promise, though. There's a new way of sucking carbon dioxide from the air and storing it in the sea. Um, the Let authors them say, deal with it. Huh? Let them deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking squids. Uh, the authors say that this novel approach captures CO2, that's carbon dioxide, everyone, carbon dioxide, from the atmosphere uh, up to three times more efficiently than current You're methods. You're sort of pronouncing it like it's an Italian surname. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just... Dioxide. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they say that this, this new approach um, is up to three times more effective or more efficient than current methods. Uh the warming gas can be transformed into bicarbonate of soda and stored safely and cheaply in seawater. The new method could speed up the deployment of carbon removal technology, experts say. While the world struggled uh, to limit and reduce emissions of CO2 in recent decades, several companies have instead focused on developing tech to remove CO2 from the atmosphere. Climeworks or Climaworks in Switzerland is perhaps the best known. Over the past 10 years, it's developed machines to suck in the air uh, from the atmosphere that filter and trap uh, the carbon dioxide molecules. At a plant in Iceland, the captured CO2 is injected deep underground where it is permanently turned into stone. Like a, Unless somebody can reverse the curse through true love. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. A, 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 a true kiss, a kiss <laughs> from a true love. Pure-hearted, yeah. <laughs> Will... Uh, hmm. Uh, the companies recently started selling a certified carbon removal service to large corporate clients, including Microsoft, Spotify, and Stripe. However, one big problem for most current approaches to direct air capture is cost. CO2, although a powerful warming agent, is relatively diluted in the atmosphere at around 400 parts per million. So big machines that require large amounts of energy are needed to both absorb and discharge the CO2. This new approach, using off-the-shelf resins and other chemicals, promises far greater efficiency and lower cost. See, research- I, I am suspicious of all this. I'm suspicious. There's another story, the New York Times one, where they are mix. They're absorbing the carbon dioxide from the gas boilers that are heating these upper Manhattan buildings, and then trucking them to a concrete factory in Brooklyn, where it's mixed with cement and sealed into concrete blocks, and then used to build. But I right. <laughs> Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, I mean it's very it's pretty, then, right? But it's like, yeah, then 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 it's loaded one brick per diesel truck and driven <laughs> exactly. to California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, there was another BBC story that I read a couple of days ago about. Um, I think this was in Britain, where a data center 
um, like a computer data center uh, that is pretty small but uses a ludicrous amount of energy, reached some deal with a local municipal pool. So the heat from their compute from their servers are heating this swimming pool. That's a pretty great idea. Which is actually that's pretty cool because the, the 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 council the guy at the council who's like in charge of the pool was like yeah we were spending like six figures a year on heating costs for this pool and now we're just like getting it for free because this this server has to remove a huge amount of heat every day from this system. So now so that so, just sit. Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate that kind of thing. That sort of practical... A combination server farm and spa and retreat is on the horizon. Kind of, so yeah. But this is like a big... belong in the desert. You could do... Yeah, that's a... And this is a big, like, public swimming pool for the, like, town's public swimming pool. I mean, that's pretty cool. I, I'm in favor of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it, it is insanely expensive to heat water. I had no idea until um, my cousin got a place with a pool and, like... Not even a big one. And it's like just to get it up to a swimmable temperature one time, that's that's like 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. So like, not even to maintain it, but just like, he's got, I, I got to turn on and wait like 24 hours and then have, I will have spent like $500 it's and then it'll water be... Water has a very just, high specific heat capacity. Yeah. As we all no learned in chemistry in school it's 25 just, years man. ago. Can you imagine how expensive it would be just to make a shitload of pasta? You know, like to get it to get it that hot. I mean, yeah. that'd be crazy. <laughs> so yeah, is there a downside to this? Uh, the the sodium bicarbonate, which that's baking soda, correct? That, that, that we're is. putting into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. You know, in in jail uh, in France, don't ask me how I know that, but uh, they don't have. If you want to make pasta, I don't know how you call that, but they got a a thing. It's uh, kind of a metal iron stick that you put in the water and it warms the water in prison you said yeah why why can't they just use like a kettle or what's the they don't they maybe they can use a kettle I don't know but they not allowed to have a lot of stuff but they got this thing that you just plug it into anything and you get you get this kind of Let's let me check if I found it, something. It seems like that they they wouldn't they want to avoid like creating anything that could be used as a weapon, and so they just created this perfect weapon, this super hot stick <laughs> that you could use <laughs> right. to inflict any kind of damage you want to a fellow. Well, human. you're not allowed to. Yeah, I mean, you're able to have you know to heat up the water. They use this laser gun. I've <laughs> right. uh, been given out, you know pretty normal yeah and then you can the only way you're allowed to open the packets of spaghetti is with a whip you can you can whip it (laughs) you can bull whip the spaghetti open from across the room you're not allowed scissors scissors are too dangerous but you can that is so dumb wow well yeah i'm not i mean i we're gonna have to do all this somehow we i mean we're gonna have to get on this i just i'm i'm with you matt on like is will this just create more like right now they're doing it at such small scale just just to figure it out that it's like obviously right now it's worse for the environment uh yeah i don't i don't a lot of these sort of um technological solutions to carbon 
like yes we maybe best we probably do need them and yes they might have a use but they also feel like just sort of giving people license to not do the things that they should do like scaling right. back and being right. responsible it's like yeah yeah we'll just sort of we'll, we, we'll we'll magic it better at some point in the next 20 years we'll be able to fix this and yeah as long as we as long as we can do this then we can just keep polluting to our heart's content right they'll cure lung cancer by then yeah but exactly. wait the way you're yeah. saying it, it sounds like you think that like individual consumers could be the ones to reduce the the bulk I've, I've, no i think he's talking about mass corporations no no, no, no too, i'm talking right? about mass corporations i'm okay, talking about okay, like big, okay, okay, okay. big yeah. companies and big building yeah. co- building construction firms basically saying like yeah we're not actually doing a bad thing because now we're we're buying now, credits now. we're buying carbon credits or something exactly yeah. um uh but i mean i still yeah, think I, our best hope it doesn't mean we shouldn't try everything in the arsenal in case it's uh, you know but like and it doesn't matter what i hope for it's not affecting my day-to-day decisions and i'm not trying to pollute more because of it but like i'm really hoping for just uh, you know a magic bullet fusion kind of thing in 10 or 20 years as we talked about with that fusion breakthrough back in december Mm-hmm. Which would you know, ho- and hopefully we haven't done enough damage by the time that's viable. That uh, we're like, okay, now, phew, we have free clean energy, um, and then hopefully the planet isn't in chaos climate-wise by then. But right, yeah, yeah I, I think I send you the yeah. link of the 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 thing they used to just warm the water. The uh, it's called the. Um, Definitely not a hot shiv is what they call it. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, this is it, the thermoplunger. Yeah, the boiling murder stick. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, but I'm like, okay, put that in your uh, swimming pool. <laughs> just <laughs> less expensive. Just, oh, just you, wait. You know what? This is actually not a bad idea to try. I, I bought like a like a two hundred dollar, basically an adult kiddie pool. But it's meant to be a stock tank for you know watering, giving water to livestock. Um, and I wonder how long sticking this in there would make it at least a warm tub. Well, you can I mean, it's twenty it. twenty dollars, so yeah. you can put like five of them, <laughs> right. and you can use them every time you want. But you can also calculate it pretty easily, like uh, how how many liters of water is in that thing, and and yeah, do I'm these. Sure. ChatGPT will answer that question. How many thermal plunger I need? And then how many joules? Yeah. Ooh, you know what? I probably could do all this. You're right. Uh, I don't want to do it while we're talking, but I will uh, update on the next episode if I can get an estimate from only AI. Water's specific heat capacity is 4,184. So it needs just over four kilojoules to raise one kilogram, one degree Celsius. So for every for every one degree Celsius, you need uh for for one kilogram of water. And I think one kilogram of water is one liter. I think, isn't it? That sounds oh, so. Right. One liter it means one liter is a, a fourth of a gallon. So no, but I think literally a, a kilogram is of water is a liter. Yeah, or a liter yeah, they're, they're pretty much they're equal. So so one liter of, one liter of water takes four kilojoules to raise um to raise one degree four kilojoules to, and and uh kilojoules uh in in more um practical units of 
household. So that's 4,000 jewels, so that's... Uh, a jewel could uh, also be tra- translated into like a, kilo- a kilowatt. A kilowatt hour could also... Those are both uh, energy units, right? So you can transfer a jewel to kilowatt yes. hour and get your actual yeah, dollar a, amount. Yeah, because a watt is divided. Is power, yeah. right, right. So we got to get this into kilowatt hours, then I can do an estimate based on my bills and see how much it'll cost. Or we don't want the money cost. We want to see if one of these things, thermal plungers, could actually do it, right? So wattage. So 4,000 joules is 0.001 kilowatt hours. 4,000. 4 kilojoules is point zero. Actually, kilowatt hours, let's, let's forget that because we can get the thermal plunger. Let's see, I'm seeing one that draws 2,500 watts of power, but does that mean it's that's all being turned into okay so 20 20 so you said 2500 watts sure let's go with that okay so that's 2500 joules per second joules per second and we need so 2.5 kilojoules per second and you said four kilojoules can raise one who will save your souls when it like comes to cool. the powers now, yeah. no, listeners, fun, do you right? wanna, listeners, do you want to fast forward through all of this? <laughs> no, no, I was just imagining that many, that <laughs> many jewels. Like a little alert of just like in the in the thing, just like there'll be the, anyone who wants to fast forward. There's about to be five minutes of arithmetic. Yeah. <laughs> <You might wanna laughs> no, I was just imagining that many, uh, like like the artist jewel. I was like that many sure. jewels per <laughs> second. Is a crazy amount. It, or that many assassins if it's kilojoules, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like what does that even look like? Uh actually why don't we why don't we tease this? If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, you can hear how many thermal plungers Andy will need to make his stock tank a hot tub in the bonus episode for this episode. Yeah, uh, well, to, to get it to get it up one degree, yeah. So so hang on, it was twenty five hundred, so roughly it, it's roughly two degrees a second for for one of those things. For well, a well of water. for a liter, but then I got for do a the liter of water, the number of liters, right? So a liter of water, it's going to do roughly two degrees a second thereabouts, a little bit. Um, so how many liters are in that tank? Uh, but also, then how does that scale? Like, is it just uh, you know, is it? It's not as if ten liters just takes twenty yeah. seconds. It, it's that simple, you think? Yeah. Well, no, a, a twenty. Uh, yeah, it'll take 20 seconds to go one degree. Oh, sorry, it was two degrees a second, wasn't it? So it'll take... But this, by, the, by this logic, then that one plunger will obviously eventually do it. Uh, it might just might, might take a long time, but my argument is one plunger might never do it because of the competing lower right. ambient gonna, temperature. Because it's going to lose... Yeah, because it's going to be losing heat at the same time. So yes, that's I mean, We might need differential equations for this that I'm not prepared to do. <laughs> Yeah, you need. I think you need like at least five. I'm guessing at least five. I bet well, five you could get it to a place where it's like nice to sit in, if not actually like hot to the touch. Yeah. Well, see, so this is why they give those to the French prisoners. Like, it encourages math, <laughs> encourages discussion. It's good for the. You know, yeah, you yeah. know what we aren't doing right now, guys, is fighting and robbing well, things. That's true. You know, we doing so, math. That's yep. great. Yeah, and I feel rehabilitated. This is uh, is fantastic. Hmm. We're not uh, fighting. It's, you it's, said. I thought that was. A, I thought that was a segue to something. It's it's rewired our brain. And speaking of re- uh, brain wiring, yes. okay. what? Yeah, what's going on there, Matt? What are you talking about? The first wiring map of an insect's brain hints at incredible complexity. They have, they have given a complete wiring diagram of an insect brain, a fruit fly larva. 
which contained 3,060 neurons connected by 548,000 synapses. That's not that many neurons. That's very it's a fly. Yeah. <laughs> so do they feel That's pain? A great, great answer. It says they don't feel pain, but they do feel love. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. On, and ennui. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they don't feel, feel physical pain, pain, but an overwhelming sense of grief. That's interesting. I mean, they feel love, though. Obviously, they feel grief. Yeah. Mm. Right. You can't. Now, yeah, they, they basically scientists have proven that flies, flies cry. So it's, you know, uh, wow. previous wiring diagrams. Now I miss as, Prince. <laughs> known as connectomes were limited to worms and tadpoles with just a few hundred neurons and a few thousand synaptic connections. Okay, so firstly, I didn't know until just now that worms brains are simpler than fly brains. With hindsight, that makes sense to me because I guess flies fly and do more complicated things but yeah a worm is a mouth connected to an asshole <laughs> it's a donut so, so to- topologically it's a donut right i guess <laughs> well that's too. well yeah but every yeah. i mean every animal is that's i think the worm to me is the simplest yeah thing it's the simplest form and then after that you're just adding legs and wings and shit right right you yeah know? i guess we're all just shit uh, factories if yeah. i were gonna break if i were gonna break down nature to an alien that's what i'd say <laughs> I'd say it all starts with a worm. It's a mouth connected to an asshole. And then you're just adding And then everything stuff. else is just window dressing. Yeah, and giving it a different name. Sometimes you throw a furry mane on it. Whatever. It's all <laughs> the same thing. They'll turn food to poo. That's why they should. Yeah, that's they that's what we're letters. doing over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like flies don't poop. What? They do? They do? How are they? What are they doing? They don't poop? I don't know. I, I assume they poop. I mean, of course, flies. Everyone. Poop. What, are you, what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Flies poop. Uh, well, well, they have an anus. They have an anus. Oh, this little thing is an anus. Yeah. Um. Do you have one in front of you? What you? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the picture. Uh, so Matt, you were saying yes, the worm is simpler, and that that had already been done. Yeah. While you're looking at worms' anuses and flies' anuses. The the fruit fly larva connectome is an important advance because it's closer in many regards to a human brain than the other ones, says Joshua Vogelstein, who's an author of the study that was out in science. Uh, for example, there is a region that corresponds to decision-making. There's regions that correspond to learning. There's regions that correspond to navigation. But the challenges scientists face in producing the fruit fly larva connectome shows just how far they'll have to go to map a human brain, which contains more than 80 billion neurons and hundreds of trillions of synapses. So, mm. that's I would st- I'd say that fly is still closer to the worm than it is to us. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but it feels like there's a couple of orders of magnitude difference in there. Sure. Yeah, even just in terms of how many orders of magnitude away it is, it's even close. Like by any definition, it's closer. Yeah, yep. that's and uh, a different type of of flies too. Well, they all poop. I'll tell you that much. You know some yeah some you know those flies like with the very. Uh, uh, beetle collar, those love poop, and the very black flies, they eat anything, fruits, whatever. You know, they. I I remember I was in Tunisia and my my grandmother gave me um a brain sandwich, which is disgusting. Whoa. But a fly came, uh, landed on the on the brain, and you know I snapped my finger to make the fly go away, and 
the fly didn't. So I saw the fly eating the 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 brain, like not eating, but you know they put their thing. Right, doing that. And I literally touched the fly. It just like moved her wings. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it kept e eating my sandwich. So I threw the sandwich away. I am not sharing my food with a fly. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So, uh, so yeah, when you the, said your grandmother gave you a brain sandwich first, I did not associate that with food. I thought that was like a, <laughs> no, I thought that was like some sort of you know like a like a hug or so, like a physical move. Like no, she no, gave no. me a brain it's sandwich, a noogie, yeah. And you know the Arab bread is really thin, mm -hmm. so you don't have a lot of bread, and it was literally half a brain, not even um, how you say, not even cut, like, like just sliced half, up. Not sliced up, half oh, a brain, oh. and a very thin Arab bread. And uh, what kind of what kind of brain? It's a sheep sheep brain. Okay. Oh, that's probably a big brain, right? Yeah, it's uh, probably half the human size. Oh my god! And it looks very human. Right, looks like a brain. Yeah. Yeah, and Tunisians in Tunisia, they love it. What does it taste? Oh, you didn't taste it. The, the fly had I, it. All. I just yeah. take a bite, and I didn't swallow the bite. I put it away, and then I was okay. Man up, eat it, <sighs> and then the fly uh, landed on the on the brain, mm -hmm. and and I was trying to get the fly away to eat, and I couldn't. Like she she was ready to die. The fly was ready to die to eat that that brain. And you're interesting, the she. What's the assumption there? That, uh, because in French, it's a she. A fly just, is a she oh, in French. It, yeah. So that's why I say she. I know uh, we got the, this feminine, masculine in French, and I, it happens a lot with me. No, I just th thought because she likes brains, that might have been some, you know, she's a sapiosexual. So I didn't, so I just, I've, I've just searched a brain sandwich, and I didn't realize this is a, a huge thing in America. A fried brain sandwich. What? Oh, you have that too? It's a sandwich of slid calves brains on sliced bread. Is this, what region is this? Uh, uh, St. Louis. is apparently like the the food of St. Louis for a long, long time. They okay. stole that from the Arab countries. Um, oh. Yeah, but they still have, oh, it says here, uh, yeah, Evans, Indiana also. Um, hmm. It's just so much meat. Like, I... If they could just slice it thinner so you can't recognize the shape. It, mm, oh, this is too much for me. <laughs> yeah, it says lamb brains are a prized ingredient in a number of gourmet dishes. Uh, they're most often deep fried or sauteed in butter, but it's best to use a low fat cooking method like braising or broiling. Brain meat contains omega-3 fatty acids and nutrients. Huh. I'm looking at some of these like fried brain nuggets and then they break them open. It looks like cauliflower inside. Okay. Oh, not back in. Yeah. Oh, oh good Lord. Brain masala recipe. Brain okay. masala. Oh my brain God. masala. I mean, with spice, it could be good because it, I don't remember the taste was nothing. I don't remember a taste. It was like tasting like, so Nothing. it's like tofu. It just kind of takes on the taste yeah. of whatever it is you're. Well, that's only for that's only for a sheep who had a sad life. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite flavorful. If it was a happy sheep, it's very strange. You had a melancholic brain. That's going to taste a yeah. little more bland. Yeah. So researchers have focused on connectomes because a brain is so much more than a connection of neurons. The brain is the physical object that makes us who we are, says Vogelstein. And to fully understand that object, you need to know how it's wired. 
Mapping the complete human connectome is still many years off, so in the meantime, researchers hope this new wiring map of the fruit fly can offer clues as to how all brains learn, for example, and remember and control an animal's behavior. Apparently, the fruit, the brain of a fruit fly larva, like a human brain, has a right and left side. But when researchers mapped the connection in the insect brain, one surprise was how similar the two sides are. In humans, the right and left sides can have very different wiring. Circuits involved in speech, for example, tend to be on the left, while circuits that recognize faces tend to be on the right. This new map will help scientists study the ways learning changes the brain, how brain wiring differs by sex, and how wiring changes during an animal's development. Uh, this is the first landmark reference that we can use to compare everything else, says Vogelstein. This complete map of neural connections took a large team more than a decade to finish and involved painstaking science. How did the, the, how did the fly last for a decade? That's... <laughs> Uh, the team began by slicing a single tiny brain the size of a grain of salt into thousands of very thin sections. You don't screw it up because if you make one mistake, you have to basically throw out the entire brain and start over again, says Vogelstein. The team used an electron microscope to capture an image of each slice. Tracing the connections from one neuron to another required powerful computers and specialized computational tools. These tools are enough to trace millions of connections, Vogelstein explains, but not the trillions of connections found in a human brain. So researchers at the Allen Institute in Seattle are working on an easier next goal, mapping a mouse. And even that is a huge challenge. Uh, a mouse uh, started by trying to map the connectivity of a millimeter cube of mouse cortex, which is a grain of sand, like a grain of sand, but has a billion connections, 100,000 neurons, and four kilometers of cable. It took just 12 days to slice up that one tiny cube, which represents only about one five hundredths of a complete mouse mouse uh, mouse brain a millimeter cube has four kilometers that's wild isn't it yeah i this just seems like impossible to ever get the human one mapped although what it what a perfect task to sick ai on though yeah like huge computation i don't think we should be tre- teaching ai to slice up human brains <laughs> 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 I don't think we want to give them any of those ideas. So again, this is just a map. It's not as if we've figured out anything functional about what each of these neurons or synapses. That's do. true, but Decostas, uh, Nuno Mar- Mar- Maras uh, Masario de Costa, who's an associate investigator at the Allen Institute, says uh, if your radio, it, it could help scientists explain how a human brain can be affected by disorders like schizophrenia. If your radio breaks, or if someone has a wiring diagram of your radio, they'll be in a better position to fix it. The human connectome will also help scientists answer basic questions like how we learn and why we behave the way we do. Every memory, every idea, every movement, every decision you ever make comes from the activity and neurons in your brain. And this activity is an expression of this structure. It's pretty cool. Why don't we eat brain a bit more if it's healthy? Yeah, <laughs> is it riskier also in terms of like... There are certain diseases you're only going to have in animal brains, right? Can we gain the mind power of a right? Of a that's sheep? the thing. If we can, t- if we can get their memories, and and then we have their memories, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It would turn that CO two back from stone. Uh, Norman, uh, where can our listeners find out about you? Hmm. Oh, mostly uh, social media, I guess, my Instagram and everything. And uh, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I, I'll probably get back to it, but I'm kind of now I'm just doing gigs here and there. 
mostly bars uh, because I find it very exotic coming from France. I just spent two weeks in France doing theaters and stuff. And getting back to the United States and doing dive bars yep. is kind of refreshing and weird. I don't know. It's it's really something to perform in front of people getting really drunk and going at the end is uh, really so. I'm getting, I'm doing a lot of bars now in America, and so, I'm trying to get my my mind around this. Uh, Art form doing stand up in a bar is very different. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it's it's a weird transition too. Um, for Usually sure, we do the the reverse. People do bars right. and then go to theater. And for me, it was. But I've never done this kind of bars. I've never done dive bars and hecklers and drunk people and people not paying attention and looking at their phone sometimes. And you got to kind of win the crowd. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, this is what I'm three three years ago when I moved in America, I found out that I didn't speak English. So that was really that was hard. That was a hard. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm just spending my time doing stand up and learning English. Okay. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I mean, what a it's such an impossibly difficult thing to do well in your native tongue but in a second one like I... yeah it's all about references i mean uh matt is from england so i guess we got this in common about the references but when you put the language and a lot of things everything is different like you got the supermarkets are different uh the grades in school are different everything is different the units are different like where you celsius meters right and thank lord we the minute our minutes everywhere, but uh, <laughs> that's a very good. If we had different time, that would be. Oh, that would be really messed up. God, I never yeah. even thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So, so basically, find following a man on on Instagram and then find him working shit out in a bar near you. <laughs> <laughs> working out. Um, you can you can find us as always. Uh, probablyscience.com is the website. That's where we also put the links to the story. That's also where the Patreon and PayPal uh, donation links are. And we'll do an extra bonus story for our Patreon patrons. Um, and also probablyscience.gmail.com is the email address for any questions, comments, clarifications, stories you'd like us to cover. You can find us on Twitter at probablyscience individually at Jesse Case at Annie T Wood and at Matt Kirshen. And once again, find No Man Online, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. That was a great time. Bye. Bye. Bye.